Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better. Welcome to episode 160 of Smart Enough to Know Better. We're a podcast of science. Comedy. And ignorance. I'm Dan Beeston. And I'm Greg Wah. And in this episode of Smart Enough to Know Better, I'm going to talk to you about the problems with China. And I'm going to talk about the PhD in altruism. And then I am going to filter your water. <laughs> but before we get there... Craig, ask me about my week in science. Dan, how was your week of science? You remember in the last episode how we talked about power-saving power boards that were like oh, smart yes. boards? Yes, I bought yes. one. Oh, my goodness. Is it, is it switch off when you stand up from your chair? It is not a switch off one. That is not oh. a proper... That is not oh, a proper paint, one. They, they didn't, didn't paint, paint that. that. They, oh, they're not sort of no. leaning into it. Oh, boo. <laughs> No, it's the one where it recognises your remote control. Ooh. Oh, yes, yes. I remember that one. So what happens is I sit on the couch and it's all turned off. Mm -hmm. And then I use my remote and it goes click. And there's one little sensor that is on and it's detecting, it's scanning for infrared. And it goes, oh, I got the, I got the on button for the TV. So mm -hmm. I'll turn all the power on. So my smart bar turns on all by itself and it's, it's up and ready to go. And my TV goes, oh, we just got turn, plugged in. But we can't turn on, so because they it hasn't it wasn't yeah. awake to receive no. the, the so you've got signal. To press it again. So then I've got to press it again, and it all oh. turns on. So TV's on, and then when you turn the TV off, it sits there for like sixty seconds and goes, "Oh, there really isn't enough power going. There's not enough juice going through us." And then mm -hmm. it just cuts the power to everything else as well. Well, that's cool. Took a lot. Took a while to set up. It wasn't. <laughs> it was confusing because you've yeah. got to train the board to what counts as being everything on and what counts as being not enough yeah. power to stay on. Sure. And teaching sure, okay. that was I had to wade through instructions that had been translated via two other languages, I think. <laughs> but it's very exciting. Have you saved all the monies, banking all that extra cash? Oh, well, I thought, well, last quarter it cost me like 36 bucks in vampire power drain. Oh, okay, and I'm like, yes, so yes. all I have to do is compare it to then. And then I looked through the previous quarter and it was like, 18 bucks and the quarter before that it was like 26 bucks and i'm like well this is all over the shop yeah yeah i've no idea I, I need to be able to control my vampire how, power so i can how do you actually work at how much is vampire power drained i think they work it out from uh, heuristics so they go okay so if the power suddenly spikes for this amount of time and then drops like this mm. then that would probably be heating water in a mm. hot water tank each type of power drain would leave a certain signature. Right, so okay, yes. And the fridge would go, bip, and then it, once it was cold enough, it would turn off immediately. Mm -hmm. So you, if you had enough information, you would be able to separate all that information out. But I think mm -hmm. it's only a sort of a rough guesstimate type of thing. Okay. Because vampire power would, I assume, be on all the time. I, I thought so, yeah. So it's probably yeah. like, okay, so what's the lowest? at, at Between 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock, when, when you discount the fridge, mm. what's the power drain? Like, that's the vampire power. Mm. That's mm. your alarm clocks and your TV being off. And yeah, I guess stuff. so. Yeah. Obviously, it's not 
clever enough just to work it out properly because month by month your vampire power wouldn't be changing that much. You would think so. Um, 18 to 36 to 26 is a big, that's a big range. Yeah, and I think that most of that has to do with my computer because my stupid effing Mac computer, you tell it to go to sleep and then it just sits there all night waking up and then going back to sleep and waking up and going oh, back to sleep. It's just like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. except it doesn't go and pee constantly. I don't do that either. I just grumble. I just go, ah, oh, God damn it, I can't sleep. Uh. Are you a vampire? <laughs> Human beings have had to work together. There's seven and a half billion of us on the planet. And really, if we weren't working together on some level, we'd just be, you know, biting each other's faces off all the time. Like ma- macaques. Like macaques. Oh. So, like, like They what? don't have like- huge social groups. Don't they? Oh. I mean, they're all right. They're better than iguanas. Well, that's, well, that's, yeah, Komodo dragons. They eat their own young. We don't do that yet. Now, so then we call this altruism. So we, we, we sort of say, well, can you do a good thing that's not going to help some, uh, not help you, but will help someone else in your tribe, in your area, in your society? And it's something that it's considered a universal human trait. So we all have it to some level, but some populations of people and some societies have more than others. So a university here in Western Australia, in Perth, where I live, decided to try and look into this through a little study. And so the way they did this was with a nice little letter drop. And what they did was put the wrong letter into mailboxes to see if people would redirect that letter. So it's, it's very low stakes, of course. Mm. And they want to see who would actually redirect it to the right place or deliver it if it was close enough to the right mailbox because it may just be two doors down or something like that. Like it was all set up. And they did this across 600 different uh, letter drops across 20 suburbs in Perth in Western Australia to see what they'd find. So what do you think they'd find, Dan? Who, what sort of people do you think would deliver the letter more so than other people? Um, people who had a lot of time on their hands. Well, yes, I, I guess They're so. elderly. They're elderly. Like, they'd enough. be like, because you know what? They're going to get something out of this. <laughs> someone's going to talk to them. That's these, not altruism. These 85-year-old people, are, they're sitting there like, oh, I just want some company. My, my, my old dear Johnny passed away like seven years ago and my children won't come and visit me. And I'm, and, I, and then, then they get a letter and they're like, oh, fucking gold. Oh, this is jackpot. I'm going to I'm going to take this letter to some young scamp and they're going to have to talk to me. That's they, I, they're going to be they're going to have to pretend to be thankful. <laughs> that, they'd be they'd be clicking their heels. But that's not oh god, that's just their heel bones breaking. That's very sad, yeah, don't you? My, oh. my heels always <laughs> click. Oh god, my knees. Uh no, well that's not that's not altruism. So we're not talking about that. Well, I, know, I know, but that, I'm telling you, that's the people who are going to be doing it. They're going to be throwing. They're going to be skewing the results. Right. These damn elderly, these yeah. damn octogenarians, yep. fucking up science for everyone else. And nanogenarians, the nanogenarians, Dan, nano, yeah, the night, the nineties ones. No, no. No, 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 The very small genarians. That's what we can't see. They can be anywhere. They can be on you, right inside you. The nanogenarians are inside your brain. It, no, it's not old people. It, it seems to be educated people. The more educated people are, the more altruistic they turn out to be. Oh, geez. That's a, that's a, that's a hornet's nest. 
That's right. <laughs> I know. So you're like, oh, that's, that's an interesting idea. So how do they work this out? So originally when they dropped off the letters, they were dropping them off in lower socioeconomic and higher socioeconomic areas to see who would return the letter. And when they first looked into that, they said people who were doing better in life at lower, uh, sorry, at higher socioeconomic status mm. would on average return letters or redeliver them much more commonly than people with so- lower socioeconomic areas. So that's fine. So, but that's money basically. That's, you know, not just money but you know looking into things like money but they wanted to go a bit deeper than that though so when they looked into it they started to go well we won't just deliver it to all the richer houses or all the richer suburbs we'll deliver it to suburbs that are wealthy with higher education and suburbs that are wealthy with lower education so maybe someone works in mining and and, and drives a truck and earns 10 times what i earn a year but doesn't have my level of education and so they started checking for these things as well uh, and they so just like the nice classy houses and then the McMansions. Well, I well, I guess so. I don't know. They don't they really put that into the report. Military? Uh, maybe a lot of military people, officers especially, are quite educated. Mm. So you don't know. You don't know. That's why people go into the army a lot, to pay for their education. But what they found is the people with a higher education seemed to be the people who would deliver the letters. They were more altruistic. And they're not too sure why, of course. This is something that they this is something that's gone against older reports, by the way, that said that actually people with education and money don't help other people, but their report is saying exactly the opposite. So once again, just showing that this sort of social science is garbage. Uh no, no, it's not. Maybe all these uneducated people are sitting there going, Oh wow, letter, it's just a bunch of fucking words, eh? Ah nah, just chuck it in. It's not it has no value. Whereas these educated people are like, oh, the most important things in my life have come in words. Well, well that's true, true, yes. I've got to maybe- save I've got to rescue these poor words. These words are these wayward words, like like picking up a puppy and taking a puppy home. They need what they need to do is they need to print the pamphlets on a puppy. That's that's look maybe we'll I'll put that to them for the next one. I'll write them an email, but I won't send it to the poor people who do these experiments. <laughs> that's horrible. I shouldn't say that. That's terrible. Yeah, is that uh, what this is saying? Is that the poor people don't really deserve our help? Is that uh, <laughs> I don't mm, no um what what they say people would, are bad like they're ethically you know ethically weak and no. <laughs> maybe maybe we should just let them all sort of no no that's not what that's MMA not, each other to death no that's not no no <laughs> what they came across a little to say, bit a little bit of a gas leak at the WWF. No! No one's saying this at all. Stop it, Dan. Stop it. No. What they're trying to work out is why people with higher education would be maybe, maybe if this report is right, are more altruistic. And the idea is that they're just better people. I think. No, no, it's not what we're saying at all. What it seems, what their idea is. What we need to do is we need to get all the rich people and we need to put them in like this amazing spaceship in the sky, (laughs) and then all the poor people can just live on the ground in the filth. Dan. In our garbage Dan. that we drop from the sky, and occasionally just dropping a litre battle Dan. angel down on them. <laughs> did you get the email from Elon Musk? I'm just wondering, did you get the email? No, no. What's oh. it about? Oh, nothing. It's about nothing at all. I didn't the email from Elon Musk. You said that. That's not. That's not a thing. Why did did he invite people into like a space station in the sky thing? Not, not, not. Uh, what what level of education? Oh, oh no. don't leave me down here with all the pedophiles. This, okay, he's not this, gonna let them up there even well, if they're well educated he hates them does he okay oh well, well he thinks everyone oh god oh no 
I just got well out of hand. All right, pulling this back to some level of why don't I be on my, my own fault there? I, look, I'll, I'll take that. The point of this is they're trying to work out why educated people may be uh, more altruistic. And their theory is, hypothesis they're going to test in future experiments, is that people, um, people more educated have gained more benefit from a society that can actually build institutions that can educate them. They've learned the power of altruism by, as in giving to a society because the society has given so much to them. And so I think that's possible. That's maybe that's possible that you see the value. If you're highly educated, you see the value of helping people around you more so than someone else who, who sees life as a terrible struggle where everyone else is out to get them. Mm. Maybe, but they don't know. Anyway, I just feel weird now. This, whole, this, got, this went f- weirdly sideways. I don't like classism. It always freaks me out. <laughs> this reminds me of, uh, I was listening to a story by one of the people who wrote The Good Place. And, oh, yes. And, and, and there's, a, there's a little bit in that where someone delivers mail that was misdirected. Right. So they're like, oh, this isn't for me. This is for someone else. And they walk a street over and they deliver it to that person. And he said, this is from a story that happened in my life because I got some mail and I'm like, oh, I'm writing this show about philosophy and being a good person. I should probably take this mail. And I'm like, that's a couple of blocks over. And he, he's like, all right, all right, I'm going to walk over and deliver this mail. And he delivers the mail. And he goes, this is a selfless, altruistic act. And he gets halfway back and he runs into a friend of his and gets to play with the guy's dog. And he's like, oh, what wow, f- that up. Now I get to play with a wonderful dog. Ah, oh, this 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 karmic retribution's blown my selfless act all out of the out of the water. But that person didn't do the altruistic act to get a reward. Doesn't but... matter. Doesn't matter. He's like, ah, oh, now I'm. I thought I was in the black, and now I'm back in the red. <laughs> I I had an interesting experience last week, Friday afternoon, and we hear this voice at the door and at the back door, and this mm. woman with like dreadlocks and stuff turns up and like twitching. And she's like, oh, no. oh, hey, can I, I, I was just wondering if I could get a glass of water. And uh, and we sort of gave her a glass of water. And she's like, are you able to call me a cab? And I'm like, you want to, I could, I'll go get my phone and I'll call you a cab. And she goes, oh, actually, no, um, I, I, I need to get some money from the bank. So I need to, oh, I need to call my, I need to call this guy to give me some money. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh, like, it's really all over the shop. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I called the guy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, oh, I don't have his number. Oh, can can you call this clinic in New South Wales? And and, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is okay. So this is my afternoon. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, yeah, we uh, and I found some matches for her to light her cigarette, and I and we called the clinic, and we and we managed to get the other guy to call my phone, yeah. and then we wrote down his number, and she talked to him, and and he's putting fifty bucks in her bank account, and I said, oh hi, we're, I'm talking to you on on behalf of. Of, uh, what yeah. sort of Katrina or something, and he's like, "What's she done now?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, oh, nothing, no. nothing. She just turned up on my doorstep and needs her." Um, and anyway, so I, oh god, I drive her to the, and she is all over the shop. I'm like, "You are all over the shop." She's like, "No, no, no, I'm real, I'm real." In, I'm like, "I'm totally sober and stuff." I'm like, "Ah, oh, okay, well, <laughs> look, yeah, yeah, your mind is racing." Yeah, and I. Initially, I was like, "What the fuck's going on? Is this a con?" And then after a while, I'm like, "Oh no, I see. I see what's going on. This person she's, just needs. She's just, she's a mad person. She's just a mad person. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she needs some people to be nice to her. Yeah. And make her day a little bit easier. And so I drove her down to the bank. And as as we're getting close to the bank, she's talking a little bit about money that someone gave her, and then that was then stolen and stuff. And um, and just these, li- and her brain is like all over the shop. But the the, the stories are, keep sort of circling around money. Oh, yeah. Like she is trying to 
gear herself up to ask for some money because she knows yeah. that I'm a nice person, but she, f- I could tell she felt bad about it. Yeah. Like there, yeah. Was, there was this sort of, there's an awkwardness and an anxiousness that was coming. And I'm like, I'm about to be asked if I can give her some money. Yeah. And I actually have some cash in my wallet and she could definitely do, do with some money. And even mm. if she just used it on drugs, I hope they're good yeah. drugs. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so she's getting out of, she's about to get out of the car and stuff. And I'm like, Good luck on your travels. Hope this all works out. She goes, oh, thanks so much for your help. Thanks so much for your help. I pull my wallet out and pull that 25 bucks and go, here's 25 bucks. You look like you can use it more than me. And oh, wow. She, and just her eye, her face lit up and I, and I, and I went, that's relief. Yeah. Yeah. That's she didn't relief. have to ask. Because she was, she was sitting there going, oh, I have to humble myself and ask for this and I'm going to feel yeah. crap and he may not even give it to me and, yeah. or he, but I, I can't not ask because this is an opportunity. And, I, mm, and, mm. and I'm sitting there going, if she asks me, then I'm going to feel bad. I'm going to feel guilted into giving her some money and stuff. Mm. But because I gave it to her first, suddenly it stopped being like this awkward thing for both of us. And it yeah. became this really nice moment where someone was just nice off the bat to her. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, I didn't have to deal with any of that. And that was, that was exactly what I wanted. And I didn't have to deal with any of the shit. Yes, and I yeah. was like, I've done this purely off my own bat, and so I feel much better about it than feeling guilty or being yeah. asked to do it. And it was, yeah. it was, yeah, it was a really nice altruism. Yeah, it was a Did really you... nice moment. I'm in the habit of picking up bits of litter when I'm walking. It doesn't take much, Greg, and it leaves the world a better place. Ah, yeah. But I recently picked up a white chunk of something and realized it was the snapped off handle of a Chinese spoon. You know those spoons when you're eating Chinese and you're like, you've got chopsticks, but you've got a little spoon. Oh, that big soupy spoon thing. Yeah, it's like a big yeah, China spoon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. It's not a China spoon. It's a China spoon. Well, it's both. Well, it's a Chinese China spoon. Actually, it's just porcelain in this case. Most of the time they're plastic. The ones I normally, I don't go to the highfalutin places you go to. They just give me a plastic spoon. But I go to, I was in a field and I found it in a field. (laughs) What I'm just trying to say is that I I don't think I've ever eaten a China, Chinese meal with a China, China spoon. Oh, all right. I think maybe just look at me and just give me the plastic fork. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, he's going to take his eye out. It's uh, like some gardening gloves. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, so you found this half a Chinese China China spoon. Yes, China I, China Chinese spoon. Chickity China, the Chinese <laughs> the spoon. Chinese chicken. I and I dropped it in the bin and thought, well, that's going straight to landfill. Yeah. And of course, all of it is. But why? I thought, is it so hard to recycle porcelain? Can I, before you go on, yeah. Can I just absolutely nail down that point you just made? Yeah. Everything goes to landfill. Yeah. Unless it's recycled and. Nothing is just thrown away. I just want people to keep that in mind. If everything you throw away, you're throwing it away, and it's got to go in the sea, or it's got to go in a hole in the ground, or we burn it. I saw a wonderful tweet the other day. It says, no one actually ever throws anything away. They just move it somewhere else. That's right. I think it's super important to keep that in mind. So stop buying things, you animals. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say here. Fair enough. Now, glass (laughs) is easy to recycle. Because you just lump it all in together, heat it up, and you make a new bottle. Same with aluminium cans. Nice. Porcelain, as we've discussed in the past, is made by crushing up a bunch of powders, mixing it as a paste, heating it up like crazy, and it goes hard. Mm -hmm. Surely you could grind it down to powder again, mix it with a bit of water, mould it, melt it, and you're off to the races. 
So, turns out that when you fire your pottery clay, it evaporates all the molecules of water between oh. the clay. But mm-hmm. then it evaporates all the water that is chemically combined with the clay molecule. Ooh. This is an irreversible molecular change. It's changed from the clay into porcelain. Right. Okay. And then, then the temperature goes even higher. You get your quartz inversion. Ugh. The, the crystals rearrange themselves. Now, you could theoretically melt ceramic, but they have really high melting points. They are notorious for it. Mm-hmm. Ceramics are commonly used for crucibles for when you melt metal. Right. Anytime you ever yep. see metal melting, you're like, it's in a big clay thing. Yeah. Or on the front of the space shuttle. Oh, ceramics. Oh, no, that's don't don't let them melt. They, they heat no, up. no, no. Heat up. No, 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 you don't oh, melt. Oh, no, I see. Ceramics, oh, ceramics. Yes, got it. Yeah, yeah ceramics. Yeah, sorry. When they melt, that's when bad things happen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they are very, very hard. So grinding them into a powder is super tricky. Uh, I did find one discussion about grinding down a pot into tiny flakes that would make it better for smoking. But then I realized that they were talking about a different type of pot. <laughs> so that's that wasn't what I was after. And now you're on a list. I'm on a somewhere. watch list. <laughs> but I thought, I thought them, there must be some purpose for old porcelain. So mm. I contacted Smart Enough to Know Better's resident recycling guru, Kristen Moss. Ah. Firstly, I mentioned glass being easy to recycle, and she said, as she understands it, glassware, tumblers, champagne glasses, etc., can't be recycled as it has a range of different melting points. Man. So you, you melt a bunch of jam jars and pasta bottles, and it all turns into one big gooey, sticky mess. You can make more bottles and jars out of it. But if you drop a champagne glass in, then you end up with a hot champagne glass floating around in the goo. Right. Okay. Because it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Higher amounts of lead or something or metals or whatever the things, the impurities they put in there to, to change the qualities of the, of yeah, the glass. Yeah. And to make it stronger or weaker or something. Probably not lead. I just said lead. I realize it's yeah, probably there not is lead. Le- you can get lead. Like, you get lead. This lead glass. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is lead glass. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah. I, they. Impregnated with other things to give it different properties, and so that it melts at a higher temperature and it makes it stronger. Or because yeah. your glassware, you want it to be nice and thin and like delicate. And yes, shit. but still be able to hand your monkey paws yeah. grasping it. But a pasta bottle, oh, great big chunky thing. That's right. Or you, or you go to a a cool eatery that's opened up for hipsters, and they give you a goddamn jam jar to drink out like you're seven. They, you bet you, but they don't return mail either. They, don't, they probably don't. And what really shits me about that, Dan, that really gets me, okay, you hand me a jam jar to drink out of, yep. I'll accept it. But when you've made a tumbler that looks like a jam jar that makes me drink out of it, so you don't even have recycled a jam jar, uh, you can go to hell at yeah, that point. Yeah, when they stick a handle on it. Yes, and you're like, you've missed the freaking point. Yeah. I'm all belligerent today. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> Less weight off my shoulders. Excellent. I'm going to be angry about stuff. Also, uh, if you have lots of fines, which is what they call the tiny shards of glass, and you can't you can't work out what type they are, so you got like just this pile of like little tiny flickering oh. glinty bits, and you're like, I don't yeah. know whether that came from a champagne glass, or from a jam jar, or from someone's eyeball. Like it's mm. all just grains. What you can do is you can grind it up into a sand, and it directly replaces sand in road formation. That's cool. We are That's driving right, yeah. over the top of old broken bottles. Nice. Yeah. 
I do like that. That's pretty cool. It is really cool. Did you I, mean, know? I like the idea that you could just grab because glass is chemically inert, I think, or pretty inert, and so you could just grind it up and grind it up, and you, you could just pour it into the sea. He says, wondering if fish would eat it and die. It wouldn't. It wouldn't pollute, or would it pollute? Is it pollution? Have I just said pollute the ocean and it wouldn't pollute? You know what I'm trying to say? I don't know. I'm trying to work out now if I've just said a very dumb thing or the smartest thing I've ever said. You're saying something about waste disposal, yes, and that may be wrong. Interesting. We might revisit that at later in the podcast. <laughs> Fantastic. Hooray. Okay. Regarding recycling porcelain, she says it has to do with supply and demand. It is most likely that porcelain is not recycled because there is not a sufficiently large waste stream or demand for it as a recycled material to ah, justify capitalism. someone ah, developing capitalism. a process to do ah, so. Good on it. To fill in the blanks, she asked a colleague who works in waste and circular economy, here's what that person said. As with waste, recycling is never a singular answer, but here goes. Number one, Mm. access to a clean stream of a sufficient quantity and reliability. Much like glass, porcelain breaks up on its way to the material recovery facility. Either it smashes in the bin or it gets crushed in the truck or smashed when it gets dumped out. Because it's all mixed together, probably with a bunch of contamination, there is no economical way to clean, separate, and treat the porcelain to create a new product. Right. Number two, there is no market nor demand, no valid reason Mm -hmm. to justify the cost of separating out the additional stream on a commercial scale. Sure. Now, in saying that, that's only true of curbside recycling. So this is the the household refuse that we throw out and the the half... China spoons that we throw into the bin. Because, yeah, okay, but you still leave the other half in a field. Oh, I don't know what happened to the other half. Maybe oh, someone right. ate it. Like it was a handle, so someone was like, oh, yum, crunch. Crunch. Yeah. Mm, nice. There are opportunities to recycle porcelain if you have a clean stream and have identified a niche market where you can sell it for a premium. Some companies right. have done this. Okay. A Dutch designer called Lote Dowles, developed a circular tableware collection in which she reuses ground-up porcelain. Rather than use the pure white kaolin that makes up most of the top-tier porcelain, she takes the time to grind up the old porcelain and mix it with second-tier grey kaolin. The result has a beautiful shimmering layer. There are limitations. You can't slib cast it. Slib casting involves making a mould and pouring the goo in. Yep. So instead, she uses injection molding or 3D printing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. She also uses shards of old white porcelain to get a speckled material. And there is a link in the show notes to see some interesting pictures of that stuff. Now, we, we like our toilets, uh, pedestal toilets in, in sort of Western houses, we call them porcelain. Are they porcelain? They're or are porcelain. They- they're porcelain. They're white so, porcelain. So I don't really care if my toilet was a weird grey colour. I wouldn't. That wouldn't bug me at all. I would. If that. So why don't we just have recycled toilets? Oh, I, I love. I've taken over the role in the household of cleaning the toilet, and ah. I'm very. You probably do the most damage to it. So that's probably fair. Oh, <laughs> I don't sit okay. on it as much compared to you as the frog princess. I just, no, it's not the sitting. It's it's more the excreting. Oh, she'll blow it out. Oh, yeah, no, shit. Oh, tell you what, she's going to kill me. Uh, what are you talking about? I was like, Dan, I was, I was giving you an opportunity there. To, oh, forget it. It's right. She'll, she'll put a crack in it. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> the, um, 
Oh no! But you're trying to say, like, say you you want to have a nice I, shiny white toilet? Uh, yeah, I do actually. Oh, like, would, would it matter to you though if it was just off grey? Uh, I mean, it'd still be shiny. It'd be I'd shiny probably gray. pick the white. If, if I went to a showroom and they were the same price, I'd probably pick the white one. So, are you trying to say that you're a you're a toilet racist? Oh, I might be. You're a toilet racist. Yeah, yeah, I think you are. I, God, I'm gonna have to take a long hard look at myself. But <laughs> not in the toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah, shine that up. I want to see my face in that bowl. Oh. It'll be upside down because it's, yeah. it's convex, but. Yeah, that's. <laughs> concave? Concave. To- yeah, I was about to say, your toilet's weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a rhino. I like to spray mine around the room. It's amazing. Hippo. That's a hippo oh, does it. that. Oh, hippo oh, we're all that. making mistakes. Oh, man. Don't but, write it. But, yeah, but we're catching them. We're catching That's them what, before yeah. you can – I can hear you scribbling down time codes, but we got them. <laughs> anyway, yes. So we can – so we can – once again, like most things in this world, it can be fixed, but there's just not enough money or interest from capitalism to, to do it. Yeah, well, we're running out of kaolin. Oh, okay. We're running out of the good white stuff. So we're going to have to turn to grey toilets. Can we, can we go into space and get like a mountain of kaolin and bring it back and like make the prettiest toilet in the whole universe? That's a good question. Because um, clay, you get clay in space, I reckon. Oh, no, 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 no. Remember we had this conversation. We talked about this planets and sandstone kind of stuff you can get. But it's, if clay requires water and things like that. So we're talking about in space. You can get water in space. No, well, you can get water in space. But if you're talking about asteroids and things, you probably wouldn't get a clay formation. You probably need a planet to do that, a big, big. So I guess it's possible, but I don't get too excited. Mm. Yeah, not you, saying, might, you might be right about I, that. I think we'd have to go back over our old notes and our old, but I think that yeah, it could happen, but unlikely to happen. Yeah. yeah. So the, this could be this could be the only white toilets in the universe. Oh my god! Oh my god! I just had an amazing idea. That means on Mars, which probably had water and oceans and seas, maybe you could get like a red toilet, Dan, from oh. Mars. Would you like a red Martian toilet? Oh my god! It would look like someone had an accident. Or if you did have an accident, <laughs> it would look just look normal. You're fine. You, if you see a bit of a, a red in the toilet now, you're like, oh Jesus, I'm in trouble. Yeah, but they, so but then you're like, good. it's like it's like when you give a kid a red ice block when they like have an accident when they oh, injure yeah. themselves in the mouth because it's like if they see blood, they're gonna like throw a Mickey. But if they're like sucking on a red ice block and they see red, they're like, yep, yeah, just that's normal. Both of us, neither of us are dads. Uh, or control the lives of small children. Not so, after um, the last time there was a mouth injury. <laughs> and they wrecked my toilet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Other problems with ceramic recycling are things like glazed mugs and crockery that have been heat treated and are mixed That's with an array right of chemicals. I have a glazed mug. I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> As all of our listeners have the same. (laughs) What am I listening to? What the hell is this thing? Okay, so these things can be mixed with an array of chemicals. So again, it's too expensive to break them down enough to be reused. So they can only really be sort of crushed. If ceramics are collected via demolition, i.e. they are bashed, then they can often be crushed and reused as drainage material or aggregate material if taken to the right recyclers. So crush it up, mix it in with stones in your French drains. Right. Okay. Why French drains? What's a French drain? You mean a, a drain in France or is it like a special, like a French window is a special uh, type of I can drain. tell you about it, Greg, but there's not really much point unless you have puddles everywhere. 
There's puddles everywhere, Greg. What are you talking about? What's going on? There's been so much rain here. It's been pissing down. I can't move around my property without being ankle deep in moisture. Well, this, well, hang on. So a couple of last time we were talking to the, the lovely listeners, basically Australia was on fire. Now Australia is underwater. Oh, go, get with the times, listeners. Get with the times. <laughs> yes. From droughts oh, to is, flooding rains. Dorothy is, McKellar has a lot to answer for. This is like this is like the old woman who swallowed a, a fire. <laughs> <laughs> she swallowed the drowning, drenching floods to uh, catch right. the fire. That's very true. What's she going to swallow next? A mountain? That's an um, asteroid. Mm. Giant sponge. Giant sponge. Australia crushed by giant sponge. Giant sponge. That's right. Look, we, we were all expecting this. The rest of the world would go, was it poisonous? Yeah, it was venomous. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, if you want to visit Australia, come to Australia. Two-thirds of our spiders and snakes have been killed. Oh, yeah, they're fine. So this yeah. is the best time to come and to the, Australia. And the one-third that are alive are pissed off and high up in trees. <laughs> Oh, they're ready for you. <laughs> okay, we may have uh, we may have stuffed the uh, the the Australian marketing <laughs> contract. We killed two thirds of our dangerous lifestyle, but the other times are real pissed off. Yeah. Come on down. The other ones are three times as pissed off. Oh god, you know, they're so angry. Oh god, it bite me in the balls right now. Australia, the, you're gonna die. That's the circle of life. That is the balance of nature. That's right. They're invading the cities and biting everyone. Ah, oh, straight. It's a fucking problem. Okay. To get rid of water, <laughs> you need to have it run downhill. But there is no downhill from here. Well, from here? What do you mean? Oh, you mean your 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 land, yeah, wherever it might be. Where in my land, wherever it might be. The only yeah. downhill you get here is at low tide. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Now uphill, getting rid of water is easy. You can just make everything concrete and bitumen. The water lands in it, and then it takes off at speed. Downwards, beautiful gravity doing her job. Good, well done, gravity. And brilliant side effect: she takes all the pollutants with her, all the <laughs> oil, tiny slivers of rubber tire, all the particles of exhaust that have accumulated on my lovely concrete driveway and my tin yep. roof get schlucked off the surface and run downhill and away from me. Into into the local. Everything's clean. Nothing suffers for it. Those horrible pollutants—they just <laughs> vanish into the environment. They're yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're that's gone. Right. They're gone forever. Yeah. Okay. We've done this for our entire world. Everywhere you go, it's concrete and bitumen. Capturing the water, sending it downhill. So little water actually sinks into the ground. We have all this lovely dry ground hidden under the paths and roadways. Mm -hmm. There is a slight problem, though. They're nothing major. Nothing major, Greg. It's just those pollutants, they're not ideal for life. Oh. Like, if you've got some fish... And they get deluged with all this pollutant-laced water. They can, in certain instances, stop living. Ah. Okay, not every fish, you know. Fish kill, fish not, kill, no, fish no, no, kill. No, 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 not, a, not every fish. Just, oh, okay, okay. Just, you know, most of them. Can we eat the ones that don't die? Oh, you can't eat any of them. Oh, God. No. Oh, you, oh, oh no, no, no. The, um... The ones that do die are the ones that have reactions to toxins mm, mm. and heavy metals mm. and pathogens and excess nutrients. Mm, mm. And you would think, you'd think, Gregoire, that excess nutrients would be awesome for life. That's right. And More it, food. It kind of is. Algae loves it. And algae is the ultimate source of food and energy for other organisms. You get these beautiful blooms of algae. 
And those ungrateful fish, do they revel in the boon of food stuff that we accidentally provided for them? No. No, no they don't. Instead, they die. They suffocate. Now, admittedly, there are different types of algae, and some of it is, like, crazy harmful. (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, maybe some of it, you know, ends up in their gills where they need their oxygen to be. Yeah. And also, if there's not enough oxygen, if all the algae is madly sucking up all the oxygen from the water to do their photosynthesis and all the life stuff, there's not enough oxygen for the fish. And so you get these dead zones. Hang on, hang on. But doesn't the algae... Take in nitrogen and pump out oxygen. Uh, take in carbon dioxide and pump out oxygen. It's algae. It's a plant. It's green. I don't know biology. I'm a space guy. Anything below the carbon line is rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the, I'm, the I'm, 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 Hang on. I've got a sense. Yep. yep. That this is like a level of uh, complexity in molecules. No, 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 no. No, the Kármán line is Kármán line is where space technically starts. A hundred kilometers above your head. Ah, oh, right. It's the Kármán lines. Everything below that, I'm just like, it's bullshit. I don't want to know about it. Let's look. I'm just going to point out right now. This is a bit of a tangent, but I'm going to do it anyway. All right, go on. Every bad thing that's ever happened in my life came from inside the Kármán line. Just going to say, nothing bad ever happened from outside the Kármán line yet. Uh, I don't count the dinosaurs never, dying because that never, was a good thing. You never got sunburned. I Shut up, Dan. Shut up, Dan. I hate you. And you space. You're in the, you're in the space turning my friggin' skin bright pink. But I'm going to blame. I'm going to blame. No, no, no. I can do this. I can do this. Um, the atmosphere, which is inside the Kármán line, that it, it's stupidly, it's transparent to ultraviolet light. It shouldn't be. It should have different pollutants in it, which we could put up there, that would block the ultraviolet light. What a pack of bastards. Thank you. Oh, well, space. A carbon dioxide sort of intercepts ultraviolet light. It, 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 so if you, it, if you it like the fill the atmosphere the with a lot of carbon dioxide, then it would expel no, a bunch no, of heat. No, 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 no. Trap can... a lot of heat. Ultraviolet. You think infrared? No, no, no. Sunburned is from ultraviolet light. Yes, it is. Yes. Yeah. So if you... The heat that you get from the sun is not coming from the ultraviolet. It's coming from the infrared. Ultraviolet is what damages your skin. It, it will pass straight through the carbon dioxide. But the but the ultraviolet hits the oh no, it hits the um the ozone. Yes, yes, that's, that that blocks yes that and then splits it. Yes. So you want more ozone up there? Yes, tons of he, it. Tons of it. Tons of it. Tons of it. Tons of it. I just want more of it. I don't know. Look, we're not talking about this. I'm sorry. I just, I've overtaken over your uh, you're talking about pollutants, not pollutants in the atmosphere, but pollutants in the water. Yeah. 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 Good. Okay, so <laughs> this is a precipitant event predicament that is quite new to the world. We've had concrete for many thousands of years, but concrete car parks are only very new. Mm. It used to be that water would soak into the earth. It would be filtered through layers of sand and stone. All the bits and pieces there would get caught up and the water would slowly continue downwards and into the water table. Now, these water tables could be the cleanest water you get. No pollutants, no algae. Just fresh, clean water. And indeed, there are towns all over the world, especially in arid parts, where the water table is vital to the survival of the town. Mm -hmm. Even in places where there is often an overflow of water, like Brisbane, can benefit from this filtration. Now, I want to get rid of the water from my yard. All those damn puddles. But how can I do that without washing all the crap into the local streams and creeks? There is a garden technology called a water garden. And it can be in a planter box or if you have a room. A water garden? Are you just saying 
just flood it and call it a garden. That's what you say. Look, it's a garden. It's a water garden. It's 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 no, no, down, no, it's the ocean. It's that, literally the ocean. That's a rice field. I think yeah, that's a paddy. <laughs> <laughs> got it all right so water garden is somewhere between dry land and a, r- a rice paddy yeah okay right yeah. well sure. it's oh. actually probably closer to a rice paddy okay <laughs> all right go on okay so it can be in a planter box or if you have the room and verticality in your yard you can make it straight in the ground the idea is that you have a drainage pipe you dig a hole you put a drainage pipe underground the pipe itself is full of holes mm. so the water can come in from the side of the pipe and then you cover the pipe in rocks and Chinese spoons. Mm-hmm. And then the water can flow past the rocks and into the pipe. Um, okay. On top of the rocks, you want a layer of sand. Now, the sand... This is a, filtra- this is a filtration system. Yes, this you, is a you filtration make- system. Yeah. Yes, yes. You, um, you, not, you didn't do this in high school? Like, in, like make one of these things in high school? I don't appreciate your tone. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I thought this was a pretty common thing. I, I remember doing it. I've taught it to my students where you where you you do make you make bigger things and littler things and littler things and little things on top, and you pour water in and it filtrates through. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, all right. Well, that's fine. We'll, just, we'll stop the podcast <laughs> early. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Jeez. Oh, go on, please. <laughs> No, no, no. This is from the person who intri- who's pimped my time has been on different occurrences. The wheel and fire. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, don't you don't you start with me, Beeson. Admittedly, you blew people up. You blew people up. Your thing was to kill everyone with explosives. I think trap them in a room until they couldn't get out. Don't you? Don't you? I think those homicidal thoughts have been taken out of context. <laughs> I blew them up. I'm the one who built explosives out of whale carcasses and blew them up. You're the one who trapped them in a room. Look, what we're trying to say, we're terrible people. Go yeah. on, please. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> for, the, for, for those listeners who didn't do year 10 f- physics. With, with uh, Mr. Gregoire. <laughs> your, your, your French drain or your water garden or plant a box. Okay, right. I see. Okay. Cool. Yep. It involves the, the pipe underground with holes in it and then yep. big rocks and then little rocks and then sand and then plants on top. And the plants, you want your plants to be pretty robust to like a lot of water. Mm-hmm. So rice. Yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> rice doesn't need to be submerged, but that prevents, they don't need pesticides because all the, the things that would eat the, that screw up the rice plants, they can't live in the water. Like yeah, the, so rice, rice doesn't have to be submerged, but it knows what it bloody did, and we'll never forgive and we'll never forget. I didn't know Craig hated rice so much. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, it's a very niche. It's a very niche thing to hate, but I'm 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 doubling down. Um, if you plant it in a garden, then you want to have the the plants that can deal with the most water in the middle of the garden, and then as you radiate out from the center. Plants that are don't mind a little bit of water, but you don't sure. want to drown them. When it rains, the water hits your roof or your garden, slides down, grabbing all that nastiness. The fertilizer mm. in your yard gets stripped away and it all ends up in the water garden. It slips between the sand, but gets caught up in the sand and the root system of the plants. Mm. The water continues flowing, flows between the stones and into the drainage pipe. And then you've got fresh water that you can store for later use or pump safely into the stormwater system. You could build your own water garden, uh, even if you're a grade 10 student, apparently. (laughs) But what would be great is if this tech could be included in new homes. It brings Mm. a lot of value to the property. And it's a great idea for keeping the world just a little bit cleaner. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to embrace this stuff collectively. But, you know, mm. only in places 
where access to clean water is important. <laughs> okay. Myself, I quite like drinking toxins. I brew them up specifically to poison me. <laughs> Welcome to the Walk of Shame. I am kind of delighted at the moment because Greg's got none for me. God damn it, people. God damn it, people. Every time Dan's like, hey, Greg, have you got anything organized for the Walk of Shame? No, Dan, no one sent me anything. And he just looks at me. He's, it's like I failed. And look, I didn't fail, Dan. You know who failed? The you listeners. Failed? The listeners failed. The stupid listeners. The listeners. Greg thinks you're stupid listeners. But no, look, for nine years I've been supporting going the lovely listeners, the wonderful listeners. And now I'm just going to say, no, you let me down, listeners. No, you. You've let me down. No, 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 no. No, no. You let me down. I'm not talking about the people around you. You've let me down. You've utterly, totally, and fully let me down. Seems like someone on this podcast just painted a target on their back. And if you'd like (laughs) to uh, really pull apart what they've been saying on the podcast, like into little tiny specks and send it to Dan at (laughs) smartenough.org, if you find any mistakes. Let me down, you goddamn send it to Greg at smartenough.org. Of course you'll let me down. I'm I'm trying um, um, reverse psychology. Uh, Yeah, we tried that in the past. Didn't work. Damn it. Yeah. Okay. So, I love you, Seb, I love you so much. Seb writes in and says, Greg rants. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Rants. You, you did not come off well. Rants. Yes. Yes. I'll have you know that I don't rant. Thank you very much, listener. <laughs> Filthy hobo Greg, right? That's, that's me just adding color wow. and flavor. <laughs> uh, Greg rants about drug use, saying you can take all the oxytocin you want as long as your doctor prescribes it. It's perfectly fine. There is no opioid epidemic. We're all good. Did I say this? If that Did is I it, say that, this? That's, yeah, I, I checked and that's exactly what you said. You were, really? You were, yeah, you were saying you were, you were having a little rant and being all sarcastic. Oh, I see. Okay, there you right. Go. Okay. Sorry, right. did I not okay. convey that in so, my, in, uh, so, um, in my yes, dramatic um, reenactment? I'm sorry, sorry, Your Honor. Just, I want the stenographer in the court case to write down that was a sarcastic comment that he, yeah. Greg wasn't being serious. Okay, thank you very much, Your Honor. Yeah. Thank you very much. They have, they, they, they know what they're doing. They've put a slash S at the end of that. They've, they've, yeah. they've made every third letter capitalized. We know <laughs> uh, when you read it back, it'll definitely be sarcasm. It'll, it'll be sarcastic. That is incredible as a, as a tangent. That for for many years we're like okay so how do we denote some, something's a question and you put a question mark at the end or at the beginning mm-hmm. if you're Spanish uh, upside down question mark yes yeah or yeah. You, I think you surround it or you say what if it's a quote yeah. and you put it in quotation marks and people say mm-hmm. how do you make it obvious that something is sarcastic and which turned out to be really important on the internet mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people were sarcastic all the time and people would take them at their word and then the fighting yes and then it was all caps yes. <laughs> And then yeah. someone came along and they started putting every second or third letter as a capital and so that it's all, all up and down and you're like, you can't oh. take it seriously. And I that, didn't realize. I thought that was just madness. I didn't realize that was sarcasm. That, <laughs> that has turned into like this, this internet-wide thing of going, this is sarcasm. Right, okay. And you just put slash S, but – yeah, it, and and you was... I, every time I see the capitalization every third, I always think it's someone going, well, like a crazy person. So I do like puppies, Mister Mayor. Not but, that side. But if you listen to what people. you're saying, then that person does not like puppies. Well, they could. They're just crazy people. Like I just took it to me. I'm insane. You just sounded really sarcastic. Oh god damn it! Yeah, you just proved I'm... my point. 
Am I am I a sarcastic crazy person? Oh no. Are you? That's great. I'm so happy. God damn it. Well, at any rate, if you want to induce labor, do use oxytocin. It's a fun hormone, but has little to do with opiates. If you want that sweet, sweet analgesia, use oxycotin or oxycodone. Uh, you picked your wrong oxy. Right, yeah, right. Okay. Well, the only, ox- the only oxy I want is oxygen. Who's she? I can't talk about it on the podcast. All right. And uh, Kristen Moss is giving herself a walk of shame. Oh, good. <laughs> she invited back after many years. And by the way, she's going to tell you that she was wrong. Great. She she offered this information without me asking her or anything. Oh, right. You remember what she said about recycling, if in doubt? Glazed mug. You don't remember her saying this? What do you think the, what do you think the sentence ends? Uh, throw it in the sea. No, no, she never said that. <laughs> she said, don't do that. Okay, it's tiny grains of glass, apparently. (laughs) She said, if in doubt, put it in. Like, if you're not sure whether something goes into the recycling or not, put it in anyway, because because as long as it's not too much, people will be able to sort it out. But it's always too much. Is it always too much? She said the the sorting capabilities of the recycling centres were able to do the fine sorting. Now, after the announcement of Operation National Sword, she says... Mm -hmm. I've mm-hmm. been cringing at the memory of encouraging your listeners to recycle if in doubt, given the problems of contamination and wishing that I'd emphasise checking instead. Yes. Okay, so good. don't throw stuff in the recycling if you're not sure. And Just burn it. Burn go it look in the it fire. Up and, and make sure. Set it on fire. So throw glass in there, but not glasses. Yes. Not mirrors. Can we just set everything on fire? Packaging, just burn everything. Hard packaging. Burn hard plastic, throw it in there. Yeah. If you can scrunch the plastic and it crumples it back out and takes its shape again, throw it in there. If it mm-hmm. squishes down, get rid of it. Throw it in landfill. Or apparently you can take it to supermarkets and they've got a recycling bin for the squishy plastic. Oh, okay. Yes. So like old Actually, plastic my, bags and stuff. Yeah. My local supermarket has that. It's Yeah. yeah it's very cool. So the frog princess has become real fastidious about that. Ah, that's to make up for a toilet destruction. Okay, so Operation National Sword is the Chinese government Mm. clamping down on this sort of stuff. Their requirements Mm. for recycling matter are much more specific. They are now creating enough recycling to meet their own needs. They no longer need the world's trash. But let's face it, you reach a certain level of economic prosperity where you go, you know what we don't need to be is the dumping ground for the world's crap. And they can pass well, on to another poorer country. It's more so they've got so much economic prosperity that all of their subjects, and I do say subjects, um, <laughs> are, are buying more stuff, with, has more packaging, so they've got their own problems. Yeah. They've got yeah, enough yeah. plastic that, that, to recycle and meet their targets. Yeah. yeah. And it's not a good look to have your kitties crawling around junk piles trying to make no. a living by pulling out of you know destroyed needles and that sort of stuff mm. so it's, it's bad look it's a very bad look paper products must all be of the same fiber type they no longer accept any plastic from other countries mm. suddenly cities all over the world have gone from getting 300 bucks a ton for recycling to having to yep. pay to have to put it in landfill that is the thing about trash gregoire it yeah. is a mess Yep. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're all very kind. You're very kind. If Greg makes any mistakes, please do send an email to dan at smartenough.org. And just don't let me down this time, listeners. For God's sake, Dan says crazy stuff all the time. Listen to him. He constantly makes mad comments and you're all like, we love him. You remember when I was talking about the atmosphere like last time? Yes. And, And I was like, oh, guys, give you a head start. I'm sure I've made a mistake in there. I had I had people go like write in and just go. Oh, I'm not touching that. That's a yeah, trap. No. That's that, a that, trap. That's, oh god damn it! You're gaslighting our listeners. That's ridiculous, listeners. I would never gaslight you. You have been listening to Dan at smartenough.org. Also, Greg at smartenough.org. You can look at the show notes to have a look yeah. at pictures of recycled porcelain and- <laughs> at smartenough.org. <laughs> Sorry, that's. That sounds much ruder than it is. It's not rude at all. It's not rude at all. Do <laughs> uh, you want to see my pictures of recycled porcelain? For God's sakes, Greg, we, we have a restraining order about this sort of stuff. You're not allowed to use this as a carriage. The internet can't be used as a carriage, you filth. Oh, it's, it's just recycled porcelain. It's like you grind up porcelain. Oh, grace. No, 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 no. You grind up porcelain and you mix it with, like, grey kaolin. Oh, oh no. my God. Oh, oh. oh yeah. horror. And then I crap on your chest. Uh, no. Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Yes. I like oh. that. I like that joke a lot, actually. <laughs> uh, maybe for the end. Maybe for the end. Maybe for the end. Oh, dear. Um, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you can do that. You do all the social media buttons yeah, are social, smart enough. Oh, we love social stuff. Now, with this. a little bit of little bit of promotion stuff. Speed, the movie, the play oh is going to be it. running at the Brisbane Comedy Festival. Greg wrote that play, and you and I wrote that play, and yeah. someone else. Yeah, we are. They're not, they're not yeah. important to don't, this podcast. Don't, yeah, we don't. We won't mention them. I mean, they always mention us and our podcast. They, on this podcast they're they constantly mentioning us. It's ridiculous. It's actually a bit strange. Okay, it's, it's Natalie Behensky from the it's pandering. It's from the uh, Who's Raven on podcast. That's yes. right. Yeah. So I'll, um, put, yeah. I'll, I'll link that in the show notes as well. Oh, okay, that's that's very. I'll kind. give them a. I'll, I'll cast out some of my benevolence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Have some um, of my crumbs from the table. <laughs> speed, uh, speed has been all over the place recently. It was in Sydney in September, and then speed, and then in um, Perth, where I live, uh, in January, and now it'll be back in its hometown of Brisbane. I mean, honestly, it was like buy the tickets because it's running out fast. But what they're really saying is, no one's bought a bloody ticket. Please buy a ticket. It's a lie. But this time, honestly, fifty percent of the tickets have already been sold, Gone. and we. And we are we are a week out from opening night, so that's really good. By the way, that's crazy. People don't buy tickets to things. You're all pack of bastards. So, uh, so if you're in Brisbane, or you're still leaning Brisbane, into that uh, listeners yeah, yeah. of bastards thing, yeah, right, yeah. we'll see how it pans out. It's going to be good. Um, it's going to be like a next ten year thing. I'm, I'm leading into ten years of oh, abuse. Yeah. So just like my dad. Uh, no. <laughs> if you would like to support the podcast, you yes. can get along to smartenough.org and you can buy a shirt. Yes. Or you could drop some money into nice. the tip jar. Don't mention the shirts a lot. We have some nice shirts. We have them um, so done by local Brisbane artist Michael Fitzhugh. Uh, did an amazing shirt, and then of course the ones Dan has done an amazing. The Crypto Zoo one is wearing right now. You can't see it, but it's wearing a Crypto oh, Zoo no, shirt. The, I don't think the Crypto the Crypto Zoo shirt's not up there. Oh, you can't have it, ladies. I you can't, can't. I can't, you can't find the artwork. <laughs> Uh, but you can get the Smart Alternative logo. Look, you can buy shirts. Buy a shirt. It's fun. They're good shirts. They're fun. Buy yeah, a shirt. They're good. We're, we're, we're pushing product now. What are we doing? Like, it's just what we, it's who we are. Oh, but, no, you know, oh, look, no. 
Oh, oh look, don't. We're not making much money off the shirts, but we're not you guys, making... we just want to provide that opportunity for you to yeah. like go to feel to connected your... to us and to cover your filthy nakedness. Really, that's that's the other thing. I don't think your nakedness is filthy, listeners. In fact, uh, I want you to send in nude no, pictures of yourself no, to Greg. No, and no, he can uh, and he can sort no, them. No, no. Send them to me. No, no. Yeah, no, <laughs> do that, listeners. No. Just no. bits. Just no. bits so he has to no. work out what, what he's looking at. Like, oh, is like, this an elbow? Or, oh, my God. I don't like human bodies at the best of time. I don't want to spend 10 minutes working out name that bloody part. And that's why I've set them to do uh, that. No, God, sweet Jesus, no. Oh, well, look, I I, look, I'm at- sure they've got no reason to be uh, angry at you and to <laughs> go against your wishes. God damn it, Beeson. What are you doing? Okay. Um, is this the end of the podcast? Is this how it ends? This is how it ends. <laughs> If you would like to support us more, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Yeah. Well, give a tip. If you don't do Patreon, there's a tip jar yep. on the on website. There's a tip jar. Like, ah, oh, that episode was worth a buck. Throw us a buck. That'd yeah. be great. Throw a buck but if you're in. like, yeah. Okay. It's or maybe cool. you threw in t- 10 bucks a year ago and you're like, I'm going to do this every year. And you're like, oh, shit, I haven't done it. Now is your chance. Yeah, there you go. We're really milking them for money today. It's great. And, uh, and, and then Patreon. Patreon. Okay. And so you can... Support us at per, a certain amount of money per month. If you give us five bucks a month, yeah. then we're going to read your name out. And that's what I'm going to do now. Nice. Thank you very much to Andrew Whitehurst, Morton O'Hare, Matthew Toy, Ava Greenbury, Phil Holland, Steve E. has returned his name to normal. Thank you very nice. much. Gary well, Heather, Elizabeth Yunkin. I'd love to know what that... What, what's the deal with your last name, Yunkin? Yunkin. That's, Yunkin. A, that's fascinating. Is that that's Where, cool where does that come from? I've never heard I'm Yunkin go- before. I'm going to say that it's... That it's like, like a Dutch name for yeah, a very small I'm, I'm a boat. Thinking. It's going to be a boat that's very close to the waterline, but it's like moving coal. It's not a big boat. It's like a slow moving transport boat. Ah, your stuff, your stuff. The Yonkin is on fire. The Yonkin is on fire again. Quickly, everyone, down to the canal. Okay. Andrew Potts, Lindsay Jenkinson, Matt Ewers. There's another one. Ewers. Ewers. That sounds French. Two sheep. You <laughs> are those people who castrate boy sheep and make them into ewes. Oh, I'm a ewer. I use my teeth. Okay, Andrew Trousdale, Ilana Mitchell, and Michael Barnes. Barnes. And that's it. That's all the people I have to thank. But there are other people too. There are other people. If you want to give us oh. 15 Ooh. bucks US a month. which is US a month? Obscene amount of money. <laughs> obscene. Um, We're not going down that path. It does not do this. It is February. Yes. 2020. And what does that mean? We got a 29th coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Divisible by four. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a leap day. Yeah, the leap day is happening on the 29th. That's very true. Yes. So I've got leap year themed insults. Ah, love it. So firstly, Eric Wilson and Al Batson say that we don't need to abuse them anymore. They beg me. They beg me. Um, (laughs) and, And look, I just want to say to you guys, every day with you, is like the beginning of spring. Aww. Okay. So. In the Southern Hemisphere, of course. No. Well, no, the beginning the of spring hemisphere. anywhere. Oh, okay, right. That's not that's nothing to do with February, though. No. It's, no, it's, it's, just, just, it's just calendar related for those guys, but they're not being insulted. Hang on, the 1st of March will be the start of spring in the Northern Hemisphere, isn't it? Oh, no. Oh, maybe. Yes. Take the compliment. Yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's a good compliment. Okay. <laughs> Tom Siri. Mm. Tom Siri, you're like the Gregorian calendar. 
You need an entire day just to make you neat again. Nice. Okay. Michael Keeter, you're like the Julian calendar. You need 22 or 23 days just to make you neat again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Scott yep. Driscoll, you're mm-hmm. like the final year of the Julian calendar. After much abuse from powerful Italians, you need 89 days just to get yourself neat again. Okay. Right? There's a theme building here. I'm picking up on it. Dustin Fallon, you're like a year without Christmas. Specifically, 1656. Thank you very much, Mr. Cromwell. (laughs) And finally, Steve Stewart. You're like the Mesoamerican long count calendar mm. in that you probably should have ended on the 21st of December, 2012. Oh, harsh. Harsh. So Oof. thank you very much to our top tier patrons. I hope Why that you that do this to has helped you to stay humble. <laughs> there has also been a little bit of a special gift for those patrons. Uh, yes, yes. I, uh, I'm Daniel writing... Beeston published author no well no that's exactly oh. what i'm not daniel I mean, beeston unpublished author actually yes i am i, pu- I self-published a bunch of comic books once dan beeston crazy man who okay. self-published i'm just i'm writing a story it has a chapter format mm. i don't know whether it's ever going to end i don't <laughs> know whether it's going to be any good that's, look, that's the first part of stories dan it's beginning middle and end so and i don't know how long it's going to be i don't know what i'm doing But I am posting it on my website, and if you're a top-tier patron, you get an access code. You can can log in and read through it. Nice. The two people who have read it are like, oh, yeah, it's really good. So, um, but, I mean, you know, they're my friends, so they have to be nice. They really don't. That's not how that works. Uh, Oh, wait. Wait, am I the monster? Yeah, you're joining some dots here, (laughs) Chief. <laughs> uh oh! And this end the podcast. End of the podcast. And as we uh, always like to say, from glazed mug to toilet racist. So, oh yeah, making money, putting, making ourselves valuable to society. Heaven forbid we can use this resource dense society to actually better ourselves as humans. Well, instead. Do jobs that make have little to no difference on the people around us. Let's face it. If you worked on making yourself a better person, you're going to die. And therefore, that's a wasted resource for society. If you work towards making society just a little bit better, that'll go on long after you're dead. So maybe maybe you should stop thinking about yourself so much, Dan. Start thinking about society. Look at your shit-eating grin. <laughs> <laughs> What's society ever done for me? Well, yeah, I mean, no, plumbing, plumbing, <laughs> agriculture, yeah, <laughs> education, uh, medicine. That's pretty good. Next, next you're going to tell me you don't like watching reaction videos. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I can't be asked. I don't care what randoms do or think. I, I love watching people reacting to stuff and like enjoying it more than I did. Because then I can sort of enjoy the thing that I like vicariously. Oh, weird. Okay. Like, I'll watch Doctor Who, and I'll be like, oh, yeah. And then I'll watch other people watching Doctor Who and go, oh, my God, it's the master. And I'll be like, oh, man, I'm, 
Ah, oh, I can almost feel what it's like to be there. <laughs> so when you're talking about this, I'm like, yep, I know what he's talking about now. So yeah. I, normally I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, no, no, wait. Next, Next episode, I'm going to tell you how I put some bird seed in some cotton balls and put some water <laughs> in the bottom. <laughs> Look, Greg, what we need to do is just take the, an avocado heart and put some sticks in it and put it over a glass. Did you know that you can make batteries out of potatoes? <laughs> Greg, 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 we no longer have to climb trees. I've built a ramp. It's very important that you understand this. It's a simple machine, but I think I'm the first one to get there. We're going to be rich. Would you like to move things that you couldn't otherwise move using simply a place to stand and a long enough rod? <laughs> My science teachers were garbage. They, they sound like they were rubbish. Yeah, awful. Didn't didn't yeah. inspire a love of science in me. That's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm very lucky to have that. Very very lucky. Yeah, that's why I do it for a living. Yeah, I, I had teachers that inspired a love of art in me. So uh, you know, take me down to the gallery and I'll be like happy as Larry. I'll be like, oh my god, modern art, guys, modern art. And yeah, and you Philistines will be sitting around going, oh, it's just a bunch of. It's just a big red square. It's like no, it's more than that. It's got the connotations. Yeah, I think you. I think you got the best end of this one. <laughs> now I think about it. I wonder how much of that I should edit out. Probably a lot. <laughs> most of it, I reckon. Just most of it. Back up like twenty minutes. Yep. Okay, it was, I just wanted to make something interesting. I think it was interesting. I think it worked. See what happens. We'll let the listeners decide. Yeah, they know they love it. They they eat up any old garbage. <laughs> Open mic stand. The mic's live. Oh, oh, shit! God. Damn it! <laughs> That's all right. all right. I just I just I just remember to edit this bit out. <laughs>